Warning, the following podcast is conducted by trained professionals. Any attempts to replicate opinions given in this production may result in serious physical and or mental disfigurement. Viewer discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthlings. This is the Mothership speaking. And... We teased it last week. This week we're delivering. Idiocracy, 2006 movie. It uh, has one of the Wilson brothers in it. It's got two of them. It's got two of the Wilson brothers in it. One only, only one of them matters. Luke Wilson. Now, what is a movie of... Oh, also, um, returning guest, Matt, is here. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm here again for another episode. Uh, yeah, he still can't get rid of me, so I'll be here till the day I die. He'll be maybe he'll be on next week. Maybe we'll have a different guest. Not sure. Who are you gonna call? The movie this week is Idiocracy. It's a ha ha funny comedy movie with lots of laughs, lots of jokes, and a whole lot of comedy. What's it about? You ask. Well. Luke Wilson, what's his character's name? Uh, Joe Bauer. Joe Bowers. He uh, he's in the military, the FBI or something, and they say, "Hey, buddy, new project. We're gonna put you in. We're gonna rip off Futurama, and we're gonna put you in cryostasis, and we'll wake you up in a couple of years." He's like, "All right, I don't really have a choice here, so I'll do it." Him and this um, sex worker lady. I forget why they picked her. I don't even know. Um, get put under. They wake up, and mankind is now stupid. They've returned to monkey, and all they do is drink Gatorade and watch kicking balls, ball kicking, whatever the show was called. And then on the he, masturbation network. On the masturbation network, and then he has to, um, he has to play God among these monkeys. And uh, it's a good time. It's funny. It's better than Office Space. Matt, what did you think? Um, well, you know what? Um, it's kind of funny, and it's not better than Office Space. That's okay. my take on the movie. Okay. So, you know, what we're getting here, and, you know, it's Mike Judge. He wrote and co-wrote this. We're getting a little lampoon. Of, you know what? Like, let's just be frank. American anti-intellectualism. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's saying, you know, you guys are watching too much TV. You're, you know, we're buying too many things blindly. This is his, his whole take on it. So, you know, let's let's start on that premise. The future that he envisioned is pretty funny, okay? You know, everyone's just stupid, and they're saying stupid things. And naturally, you know, we get we get some good comedy out of that. And there's lots, there's a lots of laughs in this movie. So there's lots of classic lines. But... I wasn't, um, I wasn't fully, I can't, I wasn't fully immersed in this one, okay? And this is the problem I well, have. Yeah. Well, yeah, what? Oh, I was just gonna say, I mean, I, I like the movie, um, I think the premise is good, I don't know if it was fully fleshed out, though. I think, like, when yeah. we both watch it, we both kind of said, man, that, that ended abruptly. Like, we were, we were just getting going there. 
Yeah, you know, I, we'll talk about the pacing in a second, which is which is very very odd and un- uneven. Um, but you know, the thing with this movie is that, and the the first thing right off the bat is that you know, uh, Mike Judge, he's gonna he's done good projects and his vision of the future, like comedically, is pretty good. I don't. You're right, is that it's not fully fleshed out. It's a little. It feels like low hanging fruit sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you know, haha, too many advertisements, haha, everything, you know, capitalism run rampant or whatever, you have to buy everything, nobody has money, everyone's poor. It's okay. It's not like, you know, particularly insightful or inventive to me. Um, and that's, you know, that's that maybe is besides the point, because first and foremost, it's comedy. It's not like a political satire in that sense. It is, it is satire for sure but i think first of all first and foremost he's just trying to make you laugh i but just want to make you laugh act, he just he's just trying to make you laugh you know and what else can he ask for as a filmmaker but it just it's not like i just i kind of got bored of it after a while you know and i mean there's some great shots and some great jokes that we get out of that um one of the best shots in this movie is is just the absolutely massive costco that they see when they, <laughs> when they come up over a hill it's a great it's just like as a as a one shot it's yeah. Great yeah because it conveys all you need to know um they presented in like they they shrouded in fog just to show how far it goes it's funny okay it's frank and at its best the movie has kind of jokes like that but then at its worst, um, you get a jokes where the punchline is stupid because, you know, the characters in the movie are stupid. But that has diminishing returns after a while when I see, you know, the Ow My Balls guy get kicked in the balls for like the 15th time. You know, it's still pretty funny that he got kicked in the balls or whatever. Uh, but like the jokes wear thin a little in that regard. It's it comedically, and this is the big thing, is that it's it's so uneven. There's some really laugh out loud stuff, and then you have these long stretches where they'll set up, you know, whatever's happening in the plot or or in uh, reveal new information about the world or whatever. And it feels like sometimes in these kind of story driven elements in a film where really the story is not, you know, anything to write home about here. It's it's not a particularly emotional or or you know like invent plot or anything like that so when you have these long portions of setup and dialogue and exposition and there isn't a lot of jokes happening and a movie this short it feels like wasted time and there were times in this movie where i was pretty bored i can't honestly i can't say the same that i was like bored was this your first time seeing it when you watched it this is my second time and you know what arguably i think i liked this movie the first time i saw it more okay. than i did the second time okay yeah so uh, so maybe yeah. upon rewatch I, I i'll feel the same way but when i watch it i wasn't I, I wasn't bored at all um and i think most jokes for me i mean at the bare minimum i do like a nose exhale i did quite a few of those <laughs> But yeah. there were stuff where I thought, like, oh, this is actually really funny. Or this is actually saying something worthwhile. There were some messages in the movie where uh, I, I was kind of cringing, as some mm. might say. Like, how they how they kind of deal with sex workers was a bit cringe. Mm-hmm. 
like there's this whole running joke where this lady, the what's her name? Um, Rita. Rita. Yeah. Thank you. Where she and Bowers are talking, and then he'll be like, "Oh, what do you do?" And she's like, "I'm a painter." And then yada yada. It keeps going, and I don't know what the movie is supposed to be like. Oh, Bowers knows. And they're just kind of playing along with it. But then at the end of the movie, she's like painting and whatnot. I don't know if I'm not remembering correctly, but I'm pretty sure that she never says like, oh, actually, I'm this. And he's like, oh, that's cool. She it feels more like she's just so ashamed that she uh, just gets into this painter role. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, that's not really cool. Well, yeah, you know what? It's 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 like a running gag throughout the film is that she doesn't reveal to him that she's actually a sex worker. And Joe, uh, being the kind of they, you know, they they say they stated at the beginning of the film that he's the most average man they could find. Yeah, average intelligence, average everything. He's he comes off pretty dumb, honestly. Uh, so he believes her at face value when she makes up lies about the painting, and that's a joke throughout the whole film. And then yeah, you get that big punchline at the end where she paints something for him, and it. It doesn't look good because she's not a painter, but um, you know, there's that's a good time, I guess, to talk about the characters in this film. It's not a huge cast, so you got Joe Bauer. He's played by Luke Wilson. Um, he does a pretty, you know, what I'm really mixed about him, his character, and his performance, really. And here's why: as the character he's written as, which is just like kind of an oblivious fool and a sort of a blank slate of a character, uh, Luke Wilson sells it very well. The problem is that Joe isn't really interesting as a character. He doesn't, you know, have any notice notable traits. And of course, they establish that right in the beginning of the film when they say that he's the most average man that they could find. Uh, but you know, the fact that there isn't really anything to get attached to from Joe. He's not clever. Um, you know, he's he's not particularly competent. He's just a guy with little ambition. We've seen characters like this a million times before. But there's something with Joe that just doesn't resonate with me. I don't really care for his journey. I don't really care for him, really. Um, I'll say that Maya Rudolph, I think, is a little bit better as Rita. Um, her character, I mean, is really more the same as Joe. She has a little bit more personality, but, you know, they all have the same motivation, uh, which is just to get back to the past. Um, throughout the film, they're looking for this elusive time machine that I think they say is at a museum or something that'll get them back to the year 2005. Uh, my Rudolph's decent. I actually, I think the stand-up performance in this, uh, there's two for me, okay? And it's not Terry Crews' Camacho, who was whatever. He just, he'd literally do, he, this is the definition of doing, of just playing yourself, Camacho. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> just, I, I, you know, I think he did a good job. I thought it was, I thought he was pretty funny. Well, it's funny, like, his character's funny, he's just like a overly macho, you know, he's, He's a good. He's doing Terry Crews stuff. I like Terry Crews. I had no problem with it. Here are the two standout performances for me because there isn't really anybody else. There's uh, David Herman, who you'll remember from Office Space as Secretary of State. And there's a few other members on the cabinet. They're pretty minor. They just kind of spell one liners when Joe says, Hey, you should do something like this. And they say, Oh, you're stupid. Uh, I like Justin Long as Dr. Lexus. And in my favorite scene in this film is the scene in which. Joe, after waking up from the experiment, wanders to a hospital to figure out what's wrong with him because he's in disbelief. <laughs> he can't believe what he's seeing. And he just has this meeting with Dr. Lexus. That's the funniest. Justin Long does the best performance in this. He plays this 
the doctor walks in and he's smoking a blunt and he just comes off as an empty-headed dumbass it's it's so funny his lines are great his delivery are great i was actually kind of upset that he's only in that one scene and then he's done the rest of the movie i also like dak shepherd as frito because dak shepherd does uh such a convincing job of playing an absolute moron that i'm convinced he's that dumb in real life it's too good he sells it really really well and he gets a and a lot of the humor that comes from just characters being stupid in this movie comes from him um i I thought the scenes in the beginning of the film um when they the pods that they're in uh, for hibernation they they come crashing um, into Frito's house due to a garbage avalanche and he's just like warding him away. He doesn't even care that this guy just came out of a weird pod um, while he's watching TV. That was another great scene that I really liked. So those were the two stand-up for me performance-wise. But other than that, they're just minor characters here and there. If you're t- uh, The other Wilson brother in this, and I just found this out like 10 minutes ago, is that Beef Supreme, who Joe Bauer fights later on in the movie in the climax... Yeah as yeah. in like a gladiatorial battle. Uh, he's actually the third Wilson brother that I've never seen before. Uh, and Luke said he looks like Thor, and I have to say he does look considerably different uh, from his other two brothers, which is weird. Yeah, Luke and Owen look pretty identical, and then uh, Thor over there is the ugly duckling, I guess. Yeah, man, it looks like they th- it looks like they thawed this guy out of a block of ice that they found in the Arctic, man. He's he's huge. He's Huge. He's got flowing locks. Huge. He's got flowing locks. I don't know. He looks different. I, 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 I like, like I said, I like most of the comedy here. I think a lot of the commentary is pretty funny. Um, like the giant Costco is so hilarious when just everything's in there. And he's like, uh, where is this time machine? He's like, oh, it should take us a few hours to walk there. Like it's a trek inside. It's like it's Mega City 1 in this Costco. Um, I think most of the sets are good. They have, they have this giant ga- garbage pile, which I thought was hilarious. Like the dump is Mount Everest now, and really, I mean, if we are to live hundreds of years into the future, that's what it's gonna be like if we just continue. Like the dump is just such a funny idea. Like, oh, we'll just keep dumping our garbage here. Okay, what's the end game? Yeah. Um, we'll just keep dumping it here. And if cities keep expanding, they're going to, like, cities are going to grow into the dump. We're not going to have, like, we're not going to be able to push the dump further out now. Well, I'll just move it all. Like, no, the city's going to have to move around it. So a great, like, ava, the great dump or avalanche or whatever they called it, that was hilarious. That would happen. Um, healthcare just being completely streamlined to where they're just, Punching a couple of buttons. Beep, boop, bop. This is what you have. Okay. Get your test. Or get your drugs. You know, that's funny. Um, there is this parody of Gatorade. I think it was called Brando or Brondo. 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 They bought <laughs> all of, uh, pretty much all of uh, the rights to water. And they just replaced it with Brondo. So, Bowers goes for a drink and he's like, uh do you guys have water? And they're like, what? And he's like, y- you know, like just regular water. And they're like from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, people are like that now we, in our city, at least our tap water is the same as our toilet bowl water. And that is to say that our tap water is very good. And so is our toilet bowl water. And people are still like, you know, yuck. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, the- it's perfect water. 
I don't I don't know what to tell you. And you know, I, I'm guilty of that too. I, I'll go reach for a Coke instead of a glass of perfectly fine water. So, you know, that one hit a little deep for me. <laughs> well, well cried more than I laughed at that one. <laughs> yeah, I really I really hope that one turns your your life around. It'll save your life, buddy. Um but you know, water doesn't have electrolytes. Brondo, <laughs> it's got electrolytes. That's what you have to remember. It has what plants crave. See, like, that stuff is good. Um, and you know what? Funny thing, when I was looking into the movie, um, this movie bombed at the box office, which is part of the reason it's called now. And, like, the, the budget for this was, it says 2 to $4 million. It made 495000 That's terrible. Yeah. Um, a, a portion of it, apparently, is that 20th Century Fox's advertisement for this was terrible. And I think a big part of it is because they skewer so many different big brands in this that they yep. almost wanted to bury this movie because A They lampoon skewing... Fox. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And this is done by twentieth Century Fox. I don't even know I don't know how the kind of chain of command for that works. I know that like uh, like I know that Fox there's Fox and then there's subsidiaries and stuff like that and they always like in you know, Simpsons and Family Guy and stuff like that, they were always skewering it regardless. Futurama too. Futurama too, yeah, very notably. I think was that was that after the Comedy Central thing that they made fun of them, like after they were done. Uh, I think so. Yeah, they had like, and well, the Futurama was like canceled and brought back a few times, so there were a few different jabs around the seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, it's it's. I mean, if you show a movie that's talking shit about Gatorade, and then five minutes prior you've seen a big ass Gatorade ad on your huge screen you know that's going to cause a little bit of, of of feather ruffling with the investors and advertisers obviously the other thing i think apparently is that and there's no confirmation of this but th- they might have been afraid that um you know the criticism of american culture here is pretty harsh uh yep. and the average moviegoer might take offense to that so there's that um here can i say an issue i have with the movie yes now, I was, maybe this was my bad for getting my hopes up, but I was watching this movie, and if this movie is going to criticize dumb people, I'm going to use my brain here and criticize it. Mm-hmm. They have all this machinery, and they have giant, um, what do you call them? The monster trucks for fighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to think, wait, somebody would have to be smart enough to make all this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that's saying how come how come you have no tattoo that's building a a car, not gonna happen. Um, so yes, I yes. was kind of waiting for a plot point in this movie where, like, there was gonna be a like the guy that owns Brondo was gonna be a mega genius and it was gonna be like revealed that he was controlling everyone, and then there was gonna be a big uprising or something. There wasn't that, and that like. There's this part of the movie, or point of the movie, where Bowers is appointed to secretary or something, and then he becomes vice president. But he's like, all right, we're going to stop watering plants with Brondo. We're going to do it with water. And then Brondo, I think like 50% of all people are employed by Brondo. Um, so they're pissed, and I'm like, and then that's it. They They were just pissed, and then that was the end of that. I was like, okay. You're not gonna do anything with that, and I and then I was thinking like, okay, is this globally? 
Like, is everyone just this dumb all over? We don't get any of that. Oh, and that kind of bothered me because that was kind of the global criticism I was looking for. I was looking for an interesting story plot. Didn't really happen. And, like, it, logically then, this if he's smartest guy and he is just of average intelligence, it doesn't make sense then that they would have the things that they have, like a tattoo machine, like monster trucks, this, that, and the other thing. It, 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 uh, it doesn't make sense. There'd be no invention then. You're right. I completely agree. And that's why it feels to me that the film has set up this world to the point where you can have, you know, some funny visual gags and some jokes here and there, but it doesn't feel fleshed out enough for A to be for it to be plausible. And of course, like it's it's in, the story is implausible, but you know, you can make it within the realm of possibility. And it doesn't feel like there is anything beyond everybody got dumber and things are worse now. And you're really you're right. You really are waiting for that plot point or that turn. And the problem with this movie is that the pacing on this is ridiculous because yep. the first, uh, maybe, f uh, the okay, so the uh, film is about an hour and 20 minutes. Okay? Yep. Very short. The first act, or maybe even half of this film, is Joe getting to the, is the establishing scene in the present, Joe getting to the future, Joe running away and escaping the law because he doesn't have his tattoo or whatever. Um, and then about halfway through the film, he gets elected president or secretary of yeah, the cabinet, it, I think it was. It's at like 40 and minutes I, in the 120 minute runtime. And then you're thinking at yeah. that point, like that's where like the real movie's starting. And then he has, and then of course they have a whole host of issues being that they're all so stupid. So then he tackles what you would think is just the first of many issues is that he fixes the crops and then they put him in jail after that. And then he, they make him fight in this gladiator thing and it's funny because i noticed this on the first time and lucas did it without fail is that we're watching this gladiator fight happen and luke says wait is this like the it for the movie and i was like <laughs> yes yeah they're gonna have this fight and then that's gonna be the end and then they wrap it up which is what happens and then the movie is paced so strangely because maybe it's because they just don't do a kind of traditional three act sort of thing although they do because it's first act joe on the run second act president stuff and then third act everything else but it just feels so uneven that the movie sort of blindsides you with its ending and then it just is done and you kind of wanted a little bit more yeah exactly um yeah like 40 minutes in that's when the that's when we're like okay we're gonna see some action and that's halfway because this movie's like 80 minutes i think and then there's this whole thing with the water. Okay, okay, okay. We're getting somewhere. And then, yeah, like you said, boom. Uh, rehabilitation is this big monster truck fight. And then we get a little bit of UN stuff, and it's over. I was like, what? Okay. Like, yeah, like yeah. exactly like you said, we didn't get anything else. Like, let's see you solve the garbage problem. Let's see you solve this. Like, let's see, you know some aftermath but there's there's nothing really it's just ah that was the worst part for me like it was funny i like the premise um some parts i think they fall flat on like this movie isn't a thx or a robocop which is to me i, I think those movies are just great critiques of american culture and capitalism this 
And the, the, you know <laughs> what was one of the worst parts? There was this running gag of this guy um, paying Rita. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, you know, you've got to pay by the hour and I'll start working. Uh, I'll start working a couple days. He's trying to get with her. And like you see him a couple times throughout the movie and he's giving her money. He's like, okay, okay, let's get this going. And I was really hoping for that joke to keep going. Like at the end of the movie, still following her. And she's like, oh, give me a week. And he's like, all right, baby, whatever you want. Like I, <laughs> I wanted that. That was one running joke I wanted to see come full circle. That like, I thought that was so funny. That was a good thread. Uh, he says to her, I think on the second time of paying her, he says, all right, girl, I can wait. But you know what? When I give it to you, you're going to be paying me. And she's like, oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I have a couple other things to say uh, about the movie uh, criticisms, unfortunately. Uh, mm -hmm. Number one. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Some of the humor is a little bit dated. Uh, I could see some people taking offense to some of the content here, uh, and especially in terms of vocabulary. Some slurs, I guess, that wouldn't fly today. It didn't bother me too much because I can kind of take things in stride, and I know that in this world where everybody's supposed to be stupid, you know, political correctness won't prevail. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's always fine for me because a joke is that they're really stupid, so when they say stupid shit, it's it's... Finally, like if they presented this future as like, oh, they're geniuses, and then everyone's saying that, then you'd be like, like they're using the F slur every other second, and they use it in a very funny way because they're just so stupid. They're like, uh, you're diagnosed with uh, being, uh, you know, <laughs> and he's like, you keep talking like a F slur there, and that stuff to me, that's that's funny because they're they're fucking dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, although one thing is that. Some people may take offense to the opening scene as well because it could be construed as advocation for eugenics in a sense. I don't think that was the intention. Uh... Um, I don't think that people should see it that way. I don't think Mike Judge is a racist or anything like that, but I can see why some people might say that's a little bit dodgy. I'll leave it to the viewers to decide. That. My issue, and I don't get political... My issue with the beginning of the movie is it kind of frames it as um, smart people, rich, uh, poor people, stupid idiots. And yeah, it's uh, can. Yeah, it's and a I little mean, you know classist. What? Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, the beginning part really. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> beginning yeah, part was it, a little blue pilled. It will like, you know what it's. The, the general message of this is that we're having people who aren't fit to have children, ha are ha they're having a lot of them. And people yeah. who are fit to have children are not because they're rational enough to make this conscious decisions and deliberate over things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little... Uh, the scene is fu itself is funny. It's a nice contrast that they have between the two sides. Yeah. I'd look it up on YouTube if you want uh, later. I just watched it before the show. But uh, I could see some people having problems with that. Just two other quick things. Um, the effects in this are terrible, uh, for the most part. Oh, God, uh, the green screens, man. The green screens are bad. Uh, they use CG. It, it, look, it probably looked like shit in 2006, because it sure as hell looks bad now. Uh, the gladi gladiator scenes, uh, it's just, it doesn't look that oh, nice. Oh, the this monster trucks are so terrible. So <laughs> and bad. The, this kind of... 
it kind of ties into something as a small problem I also have with the film is that what Mike Judge has done is that he's made a world that's believably you know kitschy and like dirty and you know not at all desirable to live in. My only problem with this is that because of this, the film is not visually appealing really in any way. It's authentic and it stays true to the setting and the story, uh, but everything's kind of brown and gray and drab. Uh, and, you know, the only color you get is from advertisements. I don't know how I felt about that because when I think about this movie, it's not one that's really visually appealing in any way, not only because of the effects, but because of that. I'm going to jump to bags now. We got something else we got to talk about. Okay. You know, people are asking for it, so let's do it. Uh, I'm going to probably... I might change my mind upon second rewatch. Maybe things won't be that funny and I won't be mm-hmm. laughing as I did. Uh, throughout the next viewing so for now i'm gonna give it seven bags out of ten i thought you know mm-hmm. it missed a mark to be one of the greats but i think it had potential i think the premise had potential um if it was in the hands of someone with a bit more of a maybe a bit better politics it would be a perfect movie <laughs> Just you know what I look like, I just just make it a longer movie. I don't know yeah. if this had production trouble or anything. It, it invest in a little bit more in the story. Give Joe's flesh him out a little, you know. We get that he's a blank slate and that he's supposed to be in every man. He can he's be too blank. Personality. Yeah, he's too blank. And, and just Wilson like throughout the whole movie well. he's like he's just denying this position and it's like okay. Like do something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh, office space is better than this two out of five bags. All right. I'm going to punch a number into the number generator. Um, unless you have a movie you want to do. Um, I don't. And I picked this one. So your turn. Okay. We're doing 237. We have a list here. Jesus. I'm scared. Well, I hope you like horror stories because you're living in one. Just tell me, what is it? What is it? Just wait. Just wait. Next page. God, oh, Christ. We are doing Phenomena. Phenomena? No clue what this is, but we're doing it. Okay, I'll take a look. Oh my God, it's sandwiched between two good movies. Fuck. What two movies were they? The Bride of Frankenstein and The Return of the Living Dead. Ugh, man. Damn. Well, that's time. what happens when you leave things to chance. Just pick a movie you like next time. Nah. Phenomena next week. Okay, so last episode of WandaVision came out. Yep. What were our and predictions? A- Do you remember? Um, My prediction was that... <sighs> what was I going to say? I, I, what was... What did I say? Um... I pre- well at the time they were setting up the fight. I I think I think my prediction was wrong. I don't think it came true. I, I'm gonna have to take a look at it later. Uh, but what was your prediction, if you can recall? I really don't. But Wanda punch a bad guy. She's really hard. She's now the Scarlet Witch. Um. Yeah. So. The episode, in my opinion, not good. Whole series, do not watch. Oh, no. um, Agatha Bartholomew, or whatever her name was. 
She's so annoying. The whole thing doesn't even make sense once you finish it because she just wants to steal her power. Why the fuck didn't you just steal her power? Why did you Why did you do this elaborate thing where you actually are controlling the whole town or whatever? It's been you all along, and then you need to interrogate Wanda for an episode so you can just use that as an excuse to give exposition to the audience about how Wanda really likes sitcoms, and she watched all of these sitcoms, and then she parodied all these sitcoms in the town specifically. Uh, and then you did this, then the other thing, and you gave her a dog, and then you killed the dog. Why don't you just steal her power then? If that's a whole mystery, is that you just did it. FBI guy gets his come up, and it's not really. We don't see it. Um, they just bring Vision back uh, because they don't have the balls to kill off any character or have any consequences unless the actor in real life dies. And then, um, yeah, we got White Vision. Oh, we get this just stupid stupid scene where Vision's like, oh, I, and I knew it was happening. I was watching this with Caitlin, I'm like, oh, he's, he's gonna pull like some Star Trek bullshit, because when <laughs> the fake Vision was like, oh, my my job uh, is to kill Vision. And I looked over at Caitlin, and I said, oh, this is just gonna be a, a Star Trek episode, where he's like, but you are Vision, and then he goes, bzz, bzz, malfunction, bzz, bzz, must kill Vision, I am Vision! And that's basically what happens. He just runs away. It's so embarrassing. And then uh, Real Vision dies. Um, the, uh, was it Fredo? No, Fake. What's the character? I don't even know what Quicksilver's stupid name is. Uh, Fiedro. Oh, Fake Dro? What did she call him? Fiedro? Fake Pietro? Fiedro? I swear uh -huh. Agnes called him, like, she was like, fake Pietro. I call him Pietro. I swear that was a line. Um, that was a line. That was, well, I think that was from Darcy, though. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, he, he's just a random guy, so haha. <laughs> He's just a random guy. He's not actually Quicksilver, but he's... And his name he's is Quicks Boner. His name's Boner. He's actually uh, the... <laughs> Quicksilver from the other universe, which we now legally own. <laughs> so awesome. And uh, she's a Scarlet Witch now that they have the rights to do so. So ballsy, so artistic. And um, what else happened? Um, wholesome Big Chungus. Uh, <laughs> FBI agent now is in control for some reason. I don't. That's just how the FBI works. When evil FBI guy gets imprisoned for some reason wholesome fbi guys now running the show uh, a couple post credit scenes um the aliens from uh from captain marvel come and they tell the scrolls yeah scrolls they tell monica whatever they tell her that hey we're gonna make a captain marvel 2 movie and you're gonna be in it <laughs> fucking awesome and then uh, we got a scene of Wanda being the Scarlet Witch reading the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. It's going to be... And that is teasing more content! Yay! I love content. That's my review of the series. Sucks ass. Um, so boring. Wanda punched uh, the bad guy. And then um, she... she 
she made runes that she never knew how to make because uh, she, you know, she just knows how to do the thing now that she has to kill the bad guy. She has no training to kill the bad guy, but then does it. I love when that happens. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, she steals her power back from Agnes somehow, magically, without knowing how to. That was awesome. She's a Scarlet Witch. They said that seven times. I give it ten bags. Matt? uh okay here's what's good about the episode yeah um yeah what uh you know some of the, oh, <laughs> a couple of times during the big fight scenes i was like oh that guy that was kind of cool cgi is not that bad cgi was good uh, that. that's about it you know what it kind of ends i'm gonna tell you guys right now any fan theory that you had was wrong they don't allude to anything they said it was gonna tie into dr strange or something they were bullshitting they lied. except for the astral projection that was it that yeah she she does astral projection that's um, awesome if you're hoping that wanda would face consequences for any of her actions <laughs> uh then you're then you're in the wrong place uh the show ends and we're supposed to be like we're st- still supposed to uh think of her as a hero i really don't though and they kind of just brush over it that she was torturing people dude for, like, at least it was chill she punched the bad guy did you not see that you know what? They had a decent scene, and I was really scared. Well, okay, they, what I was scared of is that they were gonna shy away from killing the kids and Vision because it would be too much. Even though I don't care about the kids, and I don't really care about Vision all that much. Oh. They kill. They killed them. However, the end credits tease teases that she can bring them back, and she even says to Vision, "You know, I'll see you again sometime in some way," which is kind of annoying. And whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> um yeah you know the show ends and the fbi stuff we already know it's not that interesting it ends it does what it does um so unexcited to see this lady playing monica and captain marvel you know what guys i didn't even hate captain marvel okay i like captain marvel probably more than like 90 percent of the population did. more than me okay i like to I certainly like them more than lucas okay i'm not excited for the sequel i t- like she can't act very well, honestly. She's really the blot on this series. You know, performance wise, everyone else is pretty fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing. You know, I was waiting for something at the end. Like I, I'm criticizing that they're advertising for other things, but I almost wanted them to, to advertise for something cool so I could look <laughs> forward to it. You know, but I, they don't. And there's any theory that you had about multiverse shit. It's not. It's not happening here, guys. It's just the show ends. Wanda's living in the woods in a place studying the whatever. I'm I'm looking it up here. It says it's the Darkhold. I never heard of this in my life. It's just some dumb comic shit. Yeah, it's uh, it wasn't great. You know, it's better than like the last couple episodes. I'll say that. Um, and you know, it ends with some finality, and it's okay, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It just is what it is. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah. you know it's so funny. You what? It's it's so funny that Vision when he would leave the the dome, the hex, he would just like brutally disintegrate. But then at the end of the show, because it has to have a happy ending, he just peacefully disintegrates, and he like disintegrates into a light show. <laughs> And I was like, oh fresh. my god, you guys are so... Fuck you guys. <laughs> Just fuck yeah. you guys. You know what? And you know what the th- weird thing about the show is? Is that if you watch this beginning to end, 
it's not consistent and you know that's part of the plot of course is that it starts off just being straight face sitcom stuff and then everything starts to unravel but i i don't know it's just this the people that enjoy the first couple episodes are not the same kind of people that i guess that would enjoy the last two episodes so the big problem here is they're stretching themselves thin trying to appeal to an audience that doesn't want the marvel stuff while still doing so and it kind of falls flat altogether and also they stopped doing the commercials which was one of the things i liked uh, yeah i did in the last two episodes they just ditched them completely whatever. they had a billboard in the last one in a billboard whatever yeah uh do i recommend the show uh, no, I can't. I can't in good conscience. No, unfortunately. I, if you like Marvel stuff, then you know you you'll love uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> it has stuff it's you fun. know. It's fun for the whole family, at the very least. And I mean, what more can you ask for from your film or television? It's just fun for the whole family. So there you go. Uh, how many bags for this one? I'll give it ten out of ten bags too. Probably the best thing I've seen in my whole life. <laughs> Ugh, man. What a waste of time. Don't worry, guys. We'll be reviewing all further Marvel content going forward. Nope. Uh, we looked at the stats, and we found out that when we started reviewing these, that uh, viewership goes up about 100%. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be on the menu. So just keep listening in. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to go on YouTube and after, after you're done and... Uh, have somebody explain it to you. <laughs> so there you go. Five things you missed in the last episode of WandaVision. Number one. Wanda is a Scarlet Witch? What? This is actually a reference to the comics where she's called the Scarlet Witch. Whoa! Yeah, they're emphasizing the Scarlet Witch thing, I guess, because, I don't know, maybe she'll have her own movie. Well, maybe, I don't know about a movie, but she'll be in the Avengers or something. Uh you know what? I'll say this. Her outfit's not that bad. It's a pretty nice compromise between, you know, like the sort of streamlined, I guess, militaristic costumes that they usually have in Marvel and then just the comic stuff. So I'm glad they have the crown there. So It's yeah. better than the red leather jacket she's been wearing for a few movies. That was embarrassing. And, and corset. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Didn't... <laughs> yeah, I agree. This is definitely an upgrade. Uh, yeah, so uh, there you go. That's uh, WandaVision. It's over now. We don't have to talk about it anymore. And uh, it was a show. And uh, it was almost cool. I'll say this. It started and it ended. That was pretty cool. And there was some stuff in between, which I really appreciated. You don't see that a lot. Uh, e yep. I also really like how she just left her kids to die in the room alone. So she yeah. could have an emotional ending with Vision for the audience. That was a callback to... Um, Marvel Comics a... 87. Yeah, let me pull out the issue. Uh, it's a sting callback. That actually... Well, the, the kids are kind of a callback to the comics because I think she also has kids that aren't real in the comics. I have to say... If you are looking for a story done way better, go online, pirate if you have to, Superman Annual number 11 from 1980-something, written by Alan Moore. It's called For the Man Who Has Everything, and it's much better than this, and it will take a lot less of your time.
that's my recommendation. Go read it. It's not that long. You expect Everybody. me to read a comic when I can just watch a movie? Dude, the Snyder <laughs> Cut's coming out. You know what? This comic, it's drawn by Dave Gibbons, so it's like they're, it's, it's their prequel. Or maybe it was that written after. It's the Watchmen crew doing Superman. It's a good story. Yeah, I'll just watch a Snyder Cut, I think. Okay, sounds good. We'll review the Snyder Cut for sure. I love Snyder and I love DC. If you enjoyed anything you heard today, make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and umfm.com. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page at COP Podcast.